Hey beauty, I have a really sweet guest for you today. Becca Yan has worked with dozens of women and couples nationwide to empower them in their fertility health. With a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, graduating top in her class in Fem Certification, and practicing as a Fiat Hormone Coach, she is well respected in the fertility education community. She loves helping women learn magnitudes about their body and how to support it naturally. I'm so excited for this conversation. Just to give you a little background, I heard Becca's podcast and I I loved it. I was so shocked at how bold she was when she was talking about controversial topics. I think you're really going to love this conversation. I think you'll learn a lot. Before we get into the show, I just wanted to remind you of my free Facebook group. If you're interested in joining, go to facebook.com slash group slash her holistic healing i would love to meet you with all that being said let's get into the show welcome to her holistic healing do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things are you searching for meal ideas essential oils and other holistic treatments do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health. Until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. So you do a type of coaching that is very interesting to me. Can you share how you got started with this coaching. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess as far as stories go, I was kind of the average girl who didn't know a whole lot about her body until, um, what, let's see, we had two babies and they were healthy. And then we ended up conceiving for a third time and had a 15 week miscarriage. And then we had two back-to-back miscarriages after that. And so it was at that point where we got really frustrated with just the lack of answers and the lack of support to figure out why did that happen? What can we do to prevent it? And what can we do to avoid pregnancy naturally in the meantime, so that I could figure out how to get healthy. And so that's kind of like the baseline of my story and getting started and we found a couple friend who were so kind to share with us what they did. And they shared with us about uh, fertility awareness-based methods and encouraged us to try out a specific method to be able to avoid pregnancy at that time so that we could figure out what was going on with my health so that we could successfully carry a pregnancy. And we kind of dove into that and it just totally blew my mind. It blew up my whole world. And I thought, I mean, I didn't think I knew 
I didn't think I'd known much at all about my body, but I realized how much I didn't know about my body once I kind of started researching and getting myself educated on it. And I found myself a hormone coach to kind of help me with some lifestyle changes from home. And basically I got certified to help women through what I went through and what I learned, um, just teaching them about their bodies and their cycle and what it's telling them about their health. And then um, how do we live in a way that glorifies God and uses the natural gifts of the world that he's given us and kind of turning away from a lot of uh, materialized and processed things that are actually wreaking havoc on our bodies. So that's basically what I do now is I help support women through that journey and figuring out what is your body telling you via your cycle and how do we support that naturally. And I particularly love working with women who are trying to get pregnant because it's just such a field that is not well served right now. So that's kind of how I started on that journey and, and what I do now. That's amazing. I feel like that's so needed today. I just, I feel like I hear a lot of people having struggles with having babies and I, we were talking before this was recording and I was saying that I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts and I feel like in the church, we don't really talk about miscarriages that much and things like that. So I feel like everything that you're doing is so needed. So thank you for the work yeah. that you do. I was listening to one of your episodes and you were talking about birth control pills. Can you tell our listeners what you think about birth control pills and <laughs> if there are alternatives? Yeah. Oh man, that's a hot topic for me. <laughs> so, okay. Do you want me to like, how, how bold do you like to be on your show? Do you like to be really straight to the point or kind of build up to it? Cause I can hit it right from the beginning or kind of build up to it. Uh, you can go right ahead. Be as bold as you feel called to be bold. Okay, cool. So I think, and I'm going to back this up, okay? Because when I told this to my husband, he was like, that's hogwash. That's ridiculous that you would say that. Um, but I truly think that birth control is of the devil. I think it is a plot and a ploy of Satan. And I'm going to back it up now, okay? And I'm also going to preface this with, I was on birth control for 14 years. And I have been a believer since I was three years old. So I was totally blinded. And I think a lot of people on the birth control pill or IUD or other contraceptives are completely blinded by the enemy to be on these things and think that it is okay. And I, I am just an advocate for it is not okay. So it's not okay for a lot of reasons. And I want us to think back to Genesis and how God designed us and, and the fall. So Satan wants to destroy marriage. He wants to destroy the production of children. Like um, the first two sons of Adam and Eve killed each other. Like Satan just loves getting, getting into family dynamics and tearing them apart. Um, and I think that how we see that in today's time, the birth control pill came about around the time of the 50s. That's that's when the first birth control pill came about. And it is like, it is just the, one of the most destructive things that we can put into our body. And yet it's being approved by the FDA. 
I think the first round that um, came out of birth control, they had to stop the studies that were happening in the United States because so many women were dying and the side effects were so intense. And so they moved the studies to, it was either Puerto Rico or Panama. I can't remember. It was a P, but um, they moved them out of the country because it was so intense and they continued those studies and even though women were still dying and the side effects were still incredibly um intense and severe they approved it to to carry on and i think that that that's a problem and i think morally with how birth control goes women and i think the enemy has been trying to make women think that they should be able to have control over their body and have control in their marriage and have control in their reproduction. And I am all for spacing out children and doing that, you know, as you need to for your health and your means and all of that. But I think that there are a lot of lies happening that, um, that just get amplified when we're on the birth control pill. So when I was on it, I was on it off and on for, I mean, like I said, like 14 years and I was on it for the first three years of my husband and I's marriage. And it really makes me think, cause when you're just taking that little pill every day, you just don't even think about like, am I fertile or not? Am I, do I have a chance of getting pregnant or not? And that right there is a subliminal um, attack of the enemy to limit those conversations between the marriage, you know, like God's design for every single month, mostly, you know, every single cycle for that couple, should, we should be talking about like, hey, are we in a space where we want to welcome a new life right now? Or are we are we in a space where we don't? So number one, like those conversations are limited. They, they might still happen. Like I think my husband and I still have those conversations every now and then, you know, but um, it definitely was not happening on a monthly cycle. And, and all of that. And that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants us to think that, you know, we can control these things and we can manipulate it and do it how we want and to not look to God as the giver of, as the giver of life, you know? So anyways, I think those are just some, some ploys around that. And then some other things that I'm very passionate about with the birth control pill is, um, it like one of the side effects, there's so many of them. I mean, there's cervical cancer, there's breast cancer, there's blood clotting, um, there's hirsutism, there's depression, there's anxiety. And the biggest, one of the ones that just infuriates me the most is infertility. Infertility can be a side effect of birth control. So doctors are popping these things out like candy to girls who want to get pregnant one day and, um, don't even think twice about it. The girls don't think twice about it because their doctor didn't tell them to think twice about it. And then they get off the pill five or 10 years later when they're ready to have kids and then they're struggling. And it's just extraordinarily frustrating. And that has to be a ploy of Satan because he wants us to think that we can control these things. And now we're having these added side effects of having a hard time getting pregnant um, after getting off of that birth control pill. So I, it just drives me total bonkers. And um, to answer your question about, well, what do you do instead? There are fert fertility awareness-based methods. Um, I'm certified to teach one of them. It's called FEMM, F-E-M-M. -M. I love teaching it because you get to learn about 
how did God design your horn? Well, I teach it in a God view lens, right? It's not, them is not a Christian based method, but I teach it from a God view uh, lens because I think it's really important because God designed us. Um, but basically we learn about our hormones. We learn about how God designed our body and the anatomy of it. And then we learn how to identify when we're fertile and when we're not fertile. So the couple gets to consult with God and consult with each other every single cycle about if they're ready to accept a life or if it's not the right season for them and they get to have that conversation um, and they could do it naturally without any side effects. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it definitely does. So for the fertility awareness based methods, that is something that I studied just very little, a little bit about it. And so it has to do with your basal body temperature and your um, cervical mucus, or is there more to it than that? Yeah. So the biggest one that we like to look at is cervical mucus. Your cervical mucus is super duper cool. And it tells us so much information about our hormones and about our health and about our reproductivity. So our cervical mucus is quite amazing. So in pretty much all legitimate methods, there's going to be some kind of cervical mucus training um, to teach the woman how to identify that and identify the different types and what do they mean and how does that impact whether she's fertile or not. Um, and so that's kind of the big one and all of the different methods that there are, there's FEM, there's the Billings method, there's symptothermal, there's Creighton, there's a couple others. But uh, they're all based off of the same research that was done. Um, it began in the late 1800s and became more formalized in the early 1900s. So this is very new information that the Lord has given us, I believe, as a gift of knowledge about how he designed us and our fertility. And all of these different methods are based off of the same research of cervical mucus. And there are other bodily signs that we look at as well. We look at a woman's dryness. We look at the length of um, different phases of her cycle to assess hormonal health. And we look at, um, they can do basal body temperature. FEM does not teach that. I do enjoy educating women on it because I think it, it, it truly does tell us a lot of information about our hormones and about our health or lack thereof. And then we can also add in some just at-home hormone testing. There's like some different strips or different monitors or devices that you can add into your cervical mucus charting that does really help to assess how your hormones are working just based off of what the person's goals are. So if someone is interested in some of these methods, um, are there certain books that they can read aside from going to your podcast and your website? Like how, what is the easiest right. way to get started? Yeah. So if you're a book reader, one book that is pretty good, it's called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. So that book is good. I will preface it with that is not a Christ-based book. So it's really helpful with the information and presentation of it and understanding. Um, but it is not, um, the gal is not a believer. I was really disappointed to see that she referenced um, like abortion clinics at the end of her book. I was like, are you kidding me? This sucks. So, so she's not a believer, but the book is extremely helpful to understand your body. And I'm trying to think. There's another book by Teresa Kenny. I know your audience, Alexandra, is more like 30s and 40s. So maybe if a, one of these women 
has um, any young daughters or children, Teresa Kenny has a really great book that just gives um, a great foundation for the mom and the daughter to understand how God designed her body. And that is more from a Christ-centered view. It's called, I think it's called the Happy Girl's Guide to Being Whole. So, um, so that one's really great. And then to just look up like the different, um, the different methods, uh, I think it's called fertilitycare.org. So that website kind of lays out the different methods that there are that you can look into. Yeah, those are great. I read, um, taking charge of your fertility. I read that years ago. It is a good book. I don't remember the whole, all the abortion clinic stuff, but it was a good it, book. She <laughs> didn't even mention it, but I just, I read it in her, it was like at the very back of the book, like for resources. Okay. Um, Cause I was trying to figure out where is this gal spiritually? And then I read that. I was like, oh man, that sucks. So, yeah. you know, it just kind of taints the view a little bit, but the, but the information is still really helpful for someone who doesn't know much of anything, you know? Yeah. It was a pretty good book. So for the women that maybe they're not as interested in um, learning how to prevent pregnancy or to things like that. They're just interested in learning more about their hormones and things like that. What are some signs of hormone imbalance and what can they do about these symptoms? Oh, that's a good, very, very, very big question. (laughs) Um, So as far as some signs of hormone imbalance, Number one, if you learn to chart through a method and you're working with someone who can tell you about if your cycle in your chart is uh, giving, like telling us that you have hormone imbalance, that's really helpful. But in general, a few signs that we can say is if you're having brown spotting before or after your period, that can be a sign of potentially low progesterone. As far as low progesterone goes, um, that's a really big one if um, you're trying to get pregnant or if you're just trying to be a nice person. (laughs) Um, If you're trying to live in the life that God's called you, it's really hard when you have low progesterone because you have low motivation, kind of low mood. You might be a little bit depressed. Um, You might have some breast tenderness. You might have difficulty sleeping. Um, So those are some signs of low progesterone. You know, for women who have something called estrogen dominance, they can be really just wired up and really intense. And they could also have a hard time sleeping because their estrogen is so high and estrogen in um, a healthy balance from the Lord is when you just have great energy and you're creative. And so if it's too high, you could just get really intense and really irritable. You might have a lot of mood swings and you just might notice that you may have heavier periods because estrogen kind of thickens your uterine lining. And so if your estrogen is super high, a sign of that can, in addition to the symptoms I described, could be a heavier period. You may have some clotting. So those are just, you know, two um, different ones that are pretty common that I work with a lot. And as far as what can you do about it for low progesterone, one of the biggest things is, you know, how is your stress? So that's something I really enjoy working with women on is, um, the first thing I like to work with them on is like, where are you at with the Lord? Because if we talk about stress and we talk about what you're eating and supplements and, and all of those things, but if you're not sitting down and, um, spending time with the Lord and journaling with him or praying with him, honestly, like God is our healer. (laughs) And so that, that is such a huge, huge thing that I really encourage women 
to do is number one, like journaling with the Lord, having a really good nighttime routine so that you could set yourself up to sleep really well, as well as you can, um, because that will help support your body to make the hormones that it needs. And that's a very simplified version. <laughs> and then as far as one other thing you can do for low progesterone is just eat, make sure you're eating plenty of healthy fats. So um, plenty of avocado and olive oil seeds are really great. Uh, those healthy fats are like, that's the building block of your hormones. And so if you're not having healthy fats, your hormones are going to have a really hard time communicating. So that can really support it for those dealing with estrogen dominance and just like crazy mood swings and everything. It can also be a sign of, um, a clogged up liver or gut issues, which I know you do a lot of that. So I'm sure you've spoken to that. Um, but you know, just really looking at what are you eating? Um, in addition to like, where are you at with the Lord? Uh, what are you eating can be really huge. Cause if you're just having a lots of, lots of processed food and, um, sugar and, you know, you're just eating like some, like a handful of crackers here and there that can just cause like this big blood sugar spike and make things worse for you. So making sure you're eating balanced with protein and healthy fat and a little bit of carb after that can really help. Yeah, I love how you said first, where are you with God and the whole nighttime routine? Because I feel like we know that it's important to get a good night's rest, to take a Sabbath or a mini Sabbath, but we really underestimate what it can do for our health. And that it's just, it's it's simple. Like it doesn't cost money. Just make sure you're, you sleep more and you're resting more and you're spending time with God. So I love that. Yeah. What would you say to women that are struggling with infertility? Well, first of all, I know it is just so hard. I have not been through infertility myself, but we had to have, to me, what felt like a really long waiting, waiting period to get pregnant when that's like all I wanted was just to be pregnant and have a healthy baby. And so um, number one, you're not alone. And I know it can feel like one of the most isolating things um, to walk through and and all that. And I just encourage you to, um, to talk about it with a safe person, because I know that some people have unwanted advice that you don't want. And, um, maybe you feel even embarrassed about it or ashamed about it. And just like, you're the only one going through this and you're not, you're totally not. I mean, I work with so many people who are going through this and, um, you're so not alone. And, um, I'm glad you're listening to Alexander's podcast. I'm glad you're listening to, to this episode and you have resources in your hands. I have seen the Lord work in just crazy ways, as I'm sure you have Alexandra, of like just kind of showing up in your face for a particular reason. I mean, I have people just like randomly come up and like, I was at this Bible study last night, Alexandra. <laughs> And I never met this woman before. And within like 20 seconds of her introducing herself to me, she told me that her husband was about to have a reversal vasectomy surgery. And I was just like, what? Okay. This is so awesome. I'm so excited for you. And I have people come up to me all the time. And, um, it's just like these random interactions that are not random. They are God ordained. And, um, I know that God puts me and Alexandra, I know God puts you into the lives of the woman listening to this for a specific purpose and a specific reason. So 
if God is directing you in a certain path, like you need to pursue that. If he's directing you to work with Alexandra or, you know, get on the wait list for her new book, you need to pursue that. If he's directing you to working with me or talking with um, a new doctor that was recommended to you by a friend or whatever, listen to that. So, you know, I just always say like, stop Googling, start listening to the Lord and asking him where he wants you to go charting is your first thing if you've never done that and you don't even know what that is like you need to start charting in a method and there are absolutely things you can do from home to um to support your fertility and your hormones and there's a lot of hope in that and what would you say to women that have had miscarriages before as we were saying before i feel like it's not talked about it that much and i feel like a lot of women are hurting and um they don't there's just not many people that talk about it. So what would you say to those women? Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you, I've been there and it is just one of the greatest griefs that you can go through. And again, same boat as infertility, you are absolutely not alone. And if you open up and talk about this with people, I can guarantee you a lot of people are going to say, oh my gosh, me too. You know? So, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, and, and this goes also with the infertility boat, you can get better care. The really frustrating thing is how I talked about those fertility awareness methods. That should truly be step one for anyone who is trying to get pregnant, whether you've been trying for a long time and you've never conceived or whether you've had a miscarriage, you need to chart and you need to observe what's going on with your cervical mucus and you need to observe what's going on with your hormones because it's not a guarantee, but it's extraordinarily likely that that has something to do with it. And unfortunately, your doctor's not going to talk to you about this unless they have um, taken the time to get additional certifications. Only 4% of physicians are trained in how to read a woman's chart, which is absolutely insane to me because the chart tells magnitudes and volumes about what's going on in your reproductive organs, you know, and uh, most oftentimes the, the doctors and the fertility clinics are just going to try to force medications to get things going, um, or to move things along, but we really want to figure out like, why did this happen? What is the root of it? And what, if anything, can I do to change, um, and to submit myself into the Lord to support my body and carrying a life. So, so that's the other thing I would just really encourage is to find a doctor or find a provider. Um, your guys are always welcome to reach out to me who really knows their stuff about, about your fertility, about your hormones, because it is extraordinarily important um, when it comes to getting pregnant or successfully carrying a baby. Yeah. How would you advise our listeners to find a good healthcare provider? I feel like it's, it's sometimes it's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things I'm connected with a really great doctor that I love. Um, she's local to me in Colorado and she does do a lot of telehealth. So, um, we can link her information, but, um, she is a NAPRO certified doctor. So have Alexandra, have you talked about NAPRO? Are you familiar with that? No, I have. No, I have not. Okay. So NAPRO basically, oh, good gravy. I should totally be able to spiff this off. I need to memorize the acronym, but it basically stands for natural procreative, um, restorative technologies. And so the doctor or the OBGYN who is, um, a certified NAPRO doctor, they have gone above and beyond to get trained in helping women with the root cause of her issue. 
So the NAPR doctor is certified to go into the details to figure out what's going on hormonally, that's an issue, and how do we restore that naturally? So they're trying to fix the pro the root of the problem versus just trying to force pregnancy to happen, right, through the standard medication and those the standard procedures. So uh, as far as finding a NAPRO doctor, I think if you still go to that fertilitycare.org, there is a medical directory for NAPRO doctors. So you can look and see if there is one near you. Now, I always say just because a doctor has a certain certification does not mean that you can trust them as like being your savior. Your savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. And no doctor will ever be your Lord Jesus Christ, except for the Lord Jesus Christ. So I always say that, you know, yeah, I mean, I I found one NAPRO doctor who I just had like big question marks about. I was like, I don't know about this person just with their beliefs. And I think um, they offered like abortions at their clinic or something. I was like, what? that's just crazy. So like you can you just never know. But but that is typically uh, a doctor who can really, really help. Sam also has. Um, doctors who are certified in FEM medical management. So these are doctors who have um, taken additional courses and received certifications and CMEs to be able to help women more naturally with like what is the root of the issue through her chart and through her hormones. So those are two areas. And then I know you've listened to my podcast and Dr. Jamie had just told me about another resource that Alexandra, I can't remember the name of it, but I will look it up and email it to you. So maybe you can link it in the show notes, but it's this resource where you can find, um, I guess it's a Christian medical doctor resource. So you can also try to find a doctor who is Christ-centered. Nice. I've never heard of that. And NAPRO doctor and all these other links. That's great. This is such great information. Awesome. So one more question, I think. So you and I were talking before I hit record about how I feel like, okay, so let me back up. When I was, I remember listening to one of your episodes and you, I think you were saying like doctors hand out birth control like candy. And it made me think of when I was a kid and I was, I first got my period and it was, it just, I felt like it wouldn't stop. So right away they put me on the pill. And then a friend of mine was like, no, you should stop that because it's not good for you. And so I stopped. And then later on, I tried it again when I was married and I just, it made me feel kind of crazy, <laughs> made me feel kind of crazy and nauseous and dizzy. So I stopped it again. And I, and this is my heart and I know it's yours too, because you were talking about it. I just really feel like the church maybe kind of has a blind spot when it comes to healthcare. Like we're so indoctrinated in our culture to just do whatever the doctor says without praying or giving it a second thought because we see them as authority. Is Is that how you feel too? Or do you do you, like for you now, now you say you think that birth control pills are a huge lie from Satan, but you didn't, you didn't used to think that. So I guess, right. Where do you think, I guess, what made you get to that point where you saw things differently? I think the Lord revealed that to me through a gift of knowledge, um, because it's a very bold statement, but the thing is exactly what you said, Alexandra. And yes, I agree with you 10 million percent. It's blinding us. And that's that's the strategy here of Satan. He is trying to blind 
the pastors, the churches, the Bible studies, the, the fellowship that, oh, this is okay. And this is just what you do now. You know? Um, I mean, I remember when I, my husband and I were in premarital counseling, the people just give us the best that they know. And so when we were in that premarital counseling, the advice given to us was, you know, be very careful about birth control pills because some of them can be abortifacient. So make sure you try to pick one that is not abortifacient. And so that kind of freaked us out. We were like, oh my gosh, like that's terrifying. But, but they didn't know, and we didn't know all of the other ramifications of getting on this. And they didn't know what is the alternative. And it's just totally a thing. Um, it's, this is huge in the Catholic world. I'm, I'm a Protestant. Um, in the Catholic world, most people know about this. That's where a lot of the fertility awareness methods came from, like Symptothermal and I forgot to mention Marquette, um, Billings, all of these were actually originated from Catholic believers. So the Catholic world really knows about this and they know a lot more about their bodies than the Protestant world does. And I just see, you know, the same thing as you, there's such a need in, in the church and in this world to get this information of all of the harmful side effects of it, like physically, emotionally, and and when we see that, and then when we see what is the underlying it thing that um, is happening with couples not discussing their fertility and discussing having children, that's totally a tactic of Satan. He totally does not want people to bear children, and he is going to do everything he can do to make that happen, whether it's just making the, the couple not talk to each other about it or, um, you know, the potential side effect of infertility by actually taking the birth control pill. So there's just a lot of issues with it. And I, I, I don't know the answer for like, how do we get this into, um, all of the church's handbooks? Cause I feel like if pastors knew about it and we had a really great presentation on it or something, that's how we would start changing the culture. I think too, and I want to be careful about how I say this because I'm not into bashing the church, but I really feel like in some churches, it's taboo for lack of a better word to talk about certain topics because, mm -hmm. well, for instance, pastors, they would probably think I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not in the the medical profession. I shouldn't talk about this. And I, I, I feel like there's just such division on every topic imagine, imaginable that it's difficult to venture into those types of things. But I don't know if you would agree or disagree, but I feel like there are so many things that we need to be talking about in the universal church. Like the world talks about anything and everything, right? And I feel like the church shies away from a lot of things because people get angry and upset. But I, But if we don't if we don't talk about these things, how are we going to learn? How are we going to know right. what the Bible says? And also, we I mean, we just, as a society, we need to learn how to talk about things and still be civil. And even, especially in the church, we need to talk about it and in a loving way and to accept others when they don't agree with us. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose being able to have free speech and being able to say something that's controversial like you don't have to agree with me but I mean I want to have the right to be able to say it you know you know what I mean right yeah I know it's something that the Lord's put on my heart for like how do I talk to 
to my pastors about this and, and all of that. And so far my church has handled it as, um, you know, they're only going to have Bible studies, um, like on the Bible and go through that. Um, but they've welcomed me to, you know, set up my own event and invite people to it. So I really need to do that. <laughs> I really need to put that on my calendar and put a presentation together and do it regularly and even offer it to other churches and just go in and speak on this. Cause I think that's what we have to do in order to make a change, because unless someone who knows a lot about it speaks up, then things will just continue on in the same way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just wanted to say, I really, I'm grateful for the work that you do when I, I forgot what episode I listened to first, but I was like, I was shocked at how bold you were. (laughs) I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And so I, I hope that you keep doing it. And um, can you, can you just tell our listeners where they can find you? Thank you so much. Yeah, they can find me at my website. It's www.fertilitysetfree.com. So you can connect with me there. You can take a little hormone imbalance quiz and I'm working on a course currently that you guys can take. Um, So be looking for that in the next couple of months. So yeah, over at my website or I am on Instagram. It's just at becca.yan. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you liked what you heard, will you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Where you? It's easy and my bird is light.